Welcome to the Intuitively You podcast, where we chat all things intuitive eating, body image, finding peace with food, and so much more. I'm your host, Jen Baswick, intuitive eating dietitian and embodiment coach, and I'm your guide along your journey to food freedom so that you can improve your relationship with food and your body to no longer hold you back from living your best, most fulfilling life. We'll be chatting about all the real talk, the tips and tricks, the struggles, and most importantly, how you, yes you, can finally find peace with food and your body. After each episode, I'll be sure to wrap it up with some takeaways for you to implement in your life, so make sure to stick around until the end. Now, let's dive into today's episode. I am coming back to record this intro after I recorded the entire episode so I could kind of speak to what I shared in the episode. And I'm not going to lie, this might be one of my favorite episodes I recorded to date. And that's saying a lot because there's been some pretty special episodes out there. But this one's, I don't know, for some reason, even though this flowed to my mind, it like pulled all the things together and made me even look at, um, you know, these struggles with food in a different light. So hopefully this give you, gives you some aha moments or light bulb moments to start shifting things for yourself. And really what we're talking about is this idea of feeling stuck in your relationship with food, feeling stuck in the cycle of constantly feeling out of control around food and, you know, why that is. And what we're kind of talking about here is the element of resistance. And I'm not going to spoil it too much more, but this is a really cool episode and I'm going to give you some tangible things that you can try today. So make sure you stick around to the end to find out what those are so you can really just like get started now. And before we dive in, I do want to give you one quick reminder or tell you about it if you haven't heard about it yet. But next week on Tuesday, September 5th to Thursday, September 7th, I'm hosting a three day free workshop series for you to join for free that's called Break the Binge. And this is a workshop series to help you to really start to break free from that like seemingly never ending diet binge cycle, right? So I'm going to be sharing with you the top three things that you can do to really get unstuck from that without using willpower or self-control. We don't need that. Mm -mm, That's not the solution. I'm going to show you the real solutions, you know, what they're all about, how to do it. And we're going to be doing actionable challenges and steps along the way to help you take action. And there's going to be prizes as well. So I'm really excited. If you want to get in on that, just head to the link in the show notes and make sure you sign up. Um, If you're listening to this after those dates, unfortunately, I'm not going to keep this up forever. So you kind of have to join during um, the challenge. If you join a couple days into it, that's okay. But if you're like later into September or past, um, unfortunately, the challenge won't be up anymore. So if you want to get in on this, I would, you know, go ahead and sign up now. And I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for this. It's going to be such a fun time. We're going to stay connected. There's a pop-up community. There's lots of good things happening. Yeah. So I can't wait. And I'm going to leave it at that for now. Again, if you want to join, head to the link in the show notes, and I'm so excited to see you there. But let's dive into the episode. (laughs) 
a very common phrase or thing that I hear people who are struggling in the relationship with food, especially folks who struggle with binge eating, overeating, emotional eating, anything in the relationship with food that's just not feeling good. And kind of that essence of being stuck in the cycle, the binge cycle, diet cycle, whatever we want to call it. And that's the element of being stuck. People say all the time, like, I just feel so stuck. I'm stuck in this and it's not changing. It's not shifting no matter what I do. And that's something I hear all the time. So in this episode, I really want to talk about a concept that goes along with that stuck feeling and explains why the heck we feel so stuck and, you know, also what to do about that. So this is really the concept of resistance and how feeling resistance just creates more resistance and it feels like we're just battling something but never budging. We just keep trying and trying and trying our hardest and trying the most we can to just force things into existence and fix things and fix our relationship with food, but then we're back in this struggle of resistance yet again. And yeah, I want to talk about resistance because really what this seems like or can show up like is that it feels like it's a war against our bodies. Like we're having this fight against our bodies and the way that we're eating, the way that we're feeling, and it's really just not feeling good. Right? If you can at all relate to this idea of feeling stuck and your relationship with food not feeling good, and you just kind of like bouncing between, oh, I got to be better, and then going off the rails and all this stuff, you know what I mean. A little analogy to kind of paint the picture for you that's kind of removing ourselves from these struggles that might be very real for you right now. Imagine yourself trying to push open a door that's a pull, right? The door in front of you is actually meant to be pulled towards you to open it, but you're pushing. And no matter how hard you try, that door is not going to open until you switch your strategy, until you drop the resistance. Because pushing on a pull door is not how you get in. It's not how you move through that. So, Maybe, I don't know if that actually makes sense, but hopefully it does to you. It made sense to me in my mind to illustrate this idea of resistance and what it feels like to be just fighting against your body. And I really want to just talk to you about a couple things in this episode. First being what resistance in your relationship with food looks like. Like what is this resistance? What, how does this, you know, practice of resistance come in? How can we know that we're doing this resistance thing in our relationship with food? And also, what does this resistance lead to? So we'll talk about what resistance in your relationship with food looks like, how that shows up, and then what it leads to. And this is kind of like signs of resistance and how it does not feel good at all. And from there, we'll definitely talk about the solution, how to overcome this resistance. And I really want to wrap you out with this episode with three takeaways, three things to actually practice today. I want you to be able to really have something tangible to take away from this episode and to just get the ball rolling and get yourself unstuck. So I'm excited to dive into this. I'm going to try. I mean, (laughs) whenever I do try and keep 
things short and sweet, I always end up wanting to add more, you know, little examples and things in and the episodes end up going a little longer than I planned. So I'm going to try my best to keep this one short and sweet for you. Um, So with that being said, (laughs) let's dive right into what resistance in your relationship with food looks like. Kind of the things that you might be doing that are making you feel like you are in this place of stuckness. So first thing being trying to force yourself into eating quote unquote clean or quote unquote good or whatever we want to call that, really just forcing yourself into any kind of eating pattern or eating habit that you think you should be doing. So yeah, clean, good, whatever, however you're forcing yourself to eat. And you'll know it's forcing when it feels like resistance, like it feels like a struggle. And, you know, sometimes there could be an element of things feeling hard when they're new to us or when we're making a change. There is an element of that when we're doing something new and change feels a little bit tricky, but this kind of forcing is different. It's like you've been around the block and back, you've tried this clean eating thing time and time again, but you're still just forcing yourself into it and it it doesn't really work for you. Even though we're like, oh, we got to do that. We got to eat better. We got to eat good. And, you know, you try and it's okay for like half of a day and then it all blows up in your face. So (laughs) this forcing yourself into eating clean or good or however you want to phrase that, that is a sign of resistance because that forcing is resistance. Another one that kind of, you know, might be the opposite of that, but oftentimes if we're doing that one, we're usually doing this next one. And that is restricting or forbidding yourself from eating foods that you really enjoy, foods that you love. Usually these are the fun foods, what I call fun foods. You may have the phrasing of like bad foods or unhealthy foods or junk foods, but I don't like to use that language because I don't, yeah, the negativity around that isn't helpful for our mindset towards the foods. So I like to call them fun foods. I think it's just more uplifting. And if you've heard me talk about like the way we speak about food matters, um, you you know that. <laughs> so restricting or forbidding yourself from eating the foods that you enjoy, that is another element of resistance. Because if you like these foods and you're not allowing yourself to have them, there's a resistance there because part of you is like, oh, I would really love to, you know, enjoy that. But then forbidding yourself from doing it is creating resistance. Another kind of way of forcing things about in your relationship with food. Another element of restriction, (laughs) you might know where I'm going with this, but resistance in your relationship with food, kind of like the first point I shared, but uh, with a little different elements to it. So really just following any rules to eating that weren't made for you or your body. And what I mean by this is diet plans, meal plans, apps, trackers, counting things, um, restricting the timing of your eating, like intermittent fasting, cutting out food groups and certain diet plans are, you know, certain ones cut out certain food groups. All that stuff that is really in maybe what you think of like mainstream marketing when it comes to diet culture, Um, even like 75 hard has been one that's come out in recent years, like trends like that, stuff like that, that's 
someone else has made up this plan or thing to follow that's pretty rigid rules about eating, and then you're trying to implement that for yourself. But the reality is that wasn't made for you or your body. Whoever came up with this plan or diet or thing or whatever it is doesn't know you. They don't know your body. They don't know what's best for you. Also, what your body needs fluctuates from day to day. So none of this can really actually fit what is meant for you as a human. So all of that to say, the restriction that comes with these rules around what, when, how you're eating brings in an element of resistance because it's not what your body is literally asking you for and you're trying to fit your eating into a box that wasn't made for you. And then that kind of segues into my last point that I want to share with you of what resistance in your relationship with food looks like. And that is really just going against what your body is really desperately trying (laughs) to communicate to you and not taking care of your needs. So this all in all is really just a disconnection from your inner wisdom. And you may even think like, well, I just don't have that inner wisdom. Like, I get that intuitive eating can work for some people, but it doesn't work for me. I don't have that. I'm not good at that. I can't do it. Whatever that kind of narrative you have right now makes sense because you are likely quite disconnected from it. And that's okay. But know that just because you're disconnected from that inner wisdom, it doesn't mean that it's not there. It just means that we need to tap back into it. But having this like, element of going against what your body is asking of you is something that brings in and keeps in resistance in your relationship with food, hence keeping you stuck. So some examples of what this one could look like, because I know this one's a little bit more vague. It could be like, you know, like again, like I said, this is not taking care of your body's needs, right? So an example could be missing breakfast because you feel like you're too busy right? So just rushing into your day and not taking care of your body's needs by properly fueling and energizing it right out the gate at the beginning of the day. And then likely that leads to some backlashes later in the day. Um, So that it could also look like, you know, another example is skipping an afternoon snack when you actually are hungry, but you're just not allowing yourself the snack, right? So it's like your body's trying to communicate something to you. Maybe it's by a lack of focus or your energy is dipping or you're getting hangry or whatever hunger is showing up like. Some of these things might not be what you typically think hunger looks like. Like when people think of hunger, they typically think of like a growling tummy. Um, That's not always the case. It definitely can be a sign of hunger, but there's many more. And if your body's trying to communicate to you that it's hungry, maybe in the afternoon, I see this as a typical example with clients where they're skipping an afternoon snack. And then by the time that they get home from work or their day, it's time for dinner. And then they're like trying to make dinner, but they can't stop nonstop snacking and raiding the pantry because they're really just like starving at that point. They're very hungry and they've pushed past that comfortable level of hunger into the region of like being over hungry that leads us into overeating and binging and the nonstop snacking and feeling out of control. So 
those are just two examples of really just like going against what your body's trying to communicate to you um, and not taking care of your needs. And another element that can kind of go under this one too is not taking care of your emotional uh, and mental health needs as well. The ones, those two examples I just gave are kind of more like physical needs of actually nourishing your body, but our mental and emotional needs are definitely part of this too. And we got to listen to the subtleties that our bodies and our minds are trying to communicate to us instead of ignoring them, right? That's the resistance where the resistance comes in. It's like, we're disconnected from it. So we may not know how to notice it and that's okay. Like that's totally valid. But then there's also this element of like, it's there and it's kind of like, you know, in the background, but we're not honoring it. We're just ignoring it. And a lot of those rules that I talked about before are what's disconnecting us from our body's cues. If you've been a dieter for any period of time, you likely have trained yourself to follow or try to follow plans that are not at all in alignment to your body's cues. It's just whatever the plan or tracking thing or whatever it is that you decided you're going to try is. And then that disconnects you further. So those are all elements of resistance. And really, what does that mean? What does that mean for us? What does this resistance lead to? And those are things that, you know, kind of cause this resistance. And then some signs of resistance happening. So like what kind of shows up after we create this element of resistance or stuckness in our relationship with food? It can end up showing up like binging, overeating, emotional eating, right? All of these things stem from that resistance. And it's something that, you know, a lot of folks think that, oh, it's just my fault. I just can't get a grip. I can't get things together. I just don't have enough self-control. It's my fault. And that's not the case. I like always, and you probably heard me say this so many times if you listen to the podcast regularly, but it is not your fault. It's not your fault. We're led to believe that all of these rules and shoulds and things that we should do about food is what we should do. But it's like I've been, you know, painting the picture here today in this episode really just makes resistance for us. And it makes us feel so disconnected and so flighty and so ugh about food. Um, so yeah, the binging, overeating, emotional eating, all signs that resistance is happening in your relationship with food. Um, also some other things, very common things are feeling guilt and shame about your food choices or your food habits, any of these things around how you're eating or what you're eating. Um, maybe even there's this element of like being embarrassed when we're around others about our eating choices or not wanting to actually listen to our bodies when we're around others because we think we should be doing something differently, whatever that looks like. Um, so there's all that. There's also really what goes along with all of that is the out of control feelings around food and really just a straight up frustration. When we have resistance going on, honestly, in any area of our life, it doesn't have to be just in this sphere of relationship with food. But if you think about resistance happening anywhere, like resistance happening in you know a relationship or a friendship or with work, if there's any element of resistance, it's probably going to create some frustration and some frustration is going to come of that. So of course, if we're creating resistance in our relationship with food, we're going to start to feel frustrated. And I don't know about you, but I really, really dislike being frustrated. And um, if you're into, you know, some of the more kind of what you want to call maybe woo-woo things like I am, 
I am someone who loves human design. We've talked about human design a little bit on the podcast um, before, and my, you know, what they call not self theme is frustration. And really that just meaning that when I feel frustrated, it is like the most disconnected from my authentic self that I can get. So yeah, frustration is not one that I like, and I'm sure you probably don't like it either. (laughs) So that's another sign that this resistance creates. Also some other you know, things that resistance leads to in your relationship with food is more forcing. Really, like we continue to force things and force things and therefore create more resistance because you keep trying to fix it by doing the same things with just like a slightly different flavor to them. How many different diet plans or, um, you know, challenges or quick fixes or whatever band-aid solutions have you tried? And this may sound a little harsh, but this is just coming to my mind and I don't know, I feel called to share it in this context. And really that phrase of, you know, you've probably heard it before, but doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That's really coming to mind for me right now of this, you know, we're forcing, we're causing resistance and we're like, why doesn't it work? Why can't I just get it? Why can't I just fix myself? Why can't I just feel normal around food? And then we're doing more of the same things with a different slight spin on them, like more diety stuff, more um, forcing all the things, but we're expecting it to finally work this time. That's just not going to help right? And let me clear this up. I do not think you're insane by any means. (laughs) Please don't um, think that I'm calling you that. I've been here, done this too. I've been in this place of trying diet after diet, after plan, after plan, after tactic and whatever. I tried a lot of the things. I was stuck in this for a long time as well. And you're definitely not insane. Again, like I said before, it's not your fault. We're just led to believe that we need to be doing all these things and we should be and we got to force ourselves into it. We got to have self-control. We got to have willpower, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But really the point of me maybe sharing that phrase, like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. That is just to open your mind to like, okay, maybe I should try something different. Maybe something different would be a good idea here. Um, And yeah, we'll just kind of leave that one at that. But with this, we've talked about resistance, what it looks like, what happens when we have resistance. What do we do? (laughs) What do we do now? What's the solution? And really, it sounds simple when I put it this way, but obviously there's lots of elements to it, but the solution is to remove the resistance right? I want you to start working with your body instead of against it. That's that's it summed up in a nutshell. But let me, of course, explain a little further. This working with your body instead of against it really takes unlearning all of the rules and the shoulds that you've learned about how, what, when, etc. you should eat right? We're unlearning. We got to peel back all these layers that diet culture has put on top of our beliefs around food and eating and peel them back. And then from there, we have to relearn how to listen to your body's inner wisdom. Really like coming back home to your inner wisdom, if you will, if we want to call it that. And like I said at the top of the episode, it's there. You have it. 
you do have this innate inner wisdom for eating more intuitively. We just got to find it. We got to reconnect with it. And that's what this removing the resistance is all about. And with that being said, let's practice this non-resistance to get you unstuck. I'm going to share three things for you to choose from. I want you to just choose one, just one of these, okay, to try out today. And yes, I want you to try it today. If you're like listening to this right before you go to sleep, maybe tomorrow, but if it's any other time in the day, I want you to try it today, okay? Make yourself that little promise right now that you will try one of these with an open mind today. Okay, so pick one. Number one, it would be to eliminate the shoulds, any of these like shoulds that your mind is trying to tell you at your next meal or snack. So at your next meal or snack, I want you to eliminate those shoulds. I know sounds easier said than done, but what you can kind of think about to start to eliminate these shoulds, if you're going to choose your meal or snack, whatever the next one is, and then your brain starts going, oh, well, I should have this, however that shows up. Then I want you to take a step back, take a pause and ask yourself, what would feel good to both my mind and physical body right now? So we're honoring both the part of you who has desires and satisfaction around food and the part of you who needs to be nourished with different nutrients and things like that. So what would feel good to both my mind and my physical body? Use that question to eliminate the shoulds at your next meal or snack. That's number one. Number two is to have a mindful meal or snack. Again, whichever thing is coming up next for you. And this may sound cliche at this point because mindful eating gets tossed around all the time, but it truly is one of the greatest things that you can do to reconnect to that inner wisdom of your body. So having a mindful time at your next meal or snack, and this can just look like tuning in to the food that you're eating, slowing down, breathing, and just paying attention. And really all I want you to do while you do this is to try your best to stay in tune with how your body's feeling. Can you notice any thoughts that are going on? Can you notice your mood changing? Can you notice any sensations in your stomach or your throat or your mouth or just a overall feeling in your body? Can you notice any of that stuff? So just pay attention for that or just notice what the food tastes like in your mouth. Do something to just be mindful and reconnect to your experience of eating so that you're getting more and more comfortable with this practice of reconnecting to your body's needs. And number three, again, choosing one of these things to try. I mean, you could choose all of them if you want, but just one for today. Okay. Just one. Um, But if you want to note these and try more later, great. But I really want you to try one today. Number three, your third option is to question that inner food police voice. (laughs) Okay. So again, let me explain how do you do this? Really, when that inner food police voice comes up, like that voice that makes you feel guilty about your food choices or shameful towards them, like, oh, you really shouldn't have ate that. Like, why did you do that? Whatever. Um, Or this food's so bad for you, blah, blah, blah. Whatever that inner food police is saying, I want you to question it. You can ask yourself why, right? Whatever is coming up, say why, right? Like, Why is that thought coming up about food? Is that actually true? Does that thought about food serve me? And really just question it, 
right? Like let go of these preconceived notions of what the inner food police is trying to tell you, like all of these beliefs that you've built up over time about food that probably don't feel great. Question it. (laughs) Just practice questioning it. That's all you got to do. You don't have to fix anything. We're just questioning. Okay. So again, to recap your three options, I want you to pick one to do today. Yes, do it today. (laughs) Number one is to eliminate the shoulds at your next meal or snack. Number two is to have a mindful meal or snack. Number three is to question that inner food police voice. So whichever one you resonate with most, run with that, try it out. Again, like I said, I just want you to do one today, but if you want to note those down and try some of the others another day, um, take the baby steps. Okay. But here's to eliminating the resistance with food and your relationship with food and starting to work with your body instead of against it. And I promise you, even though this maybe sounds super like out of left field or like, you know, out of reach, that's what I mean. This feels maybe out of reach for you right now to drop this forcing. Know that it is something that feels like such a fresh breath of air when you get there. And it can feel confusing at this moment, but know that on the other side of practicing and doing these things, you can actually find peace with food. And I want nothing more for you than that. And if you really want to get unstuck from the binge overeat cycle, uh, diet cycle, whatever you want to call it, don't forget that I am hosting my free three-day workshop. I'm very excited about this one. It will be the first time that I'm hosting this workshop and sharing these things all for free. And I'm excited for you to get in there. So this free workshop is called Break the Binge all without relying on willpower. It's a free three-day workshop to really just break free from this cycle. And we're going to go through three days of workshop stuff. And I am all about making it like fun. So we're going to try and have lots of fun together while we're doing this. So you're learning, we're having fun, and you're taking action. That's also another thing that's really important to me is that there's going to be challenges and actionable steps along the way to really truly get you unstuck, right? So just to give you a little teaser here before we wrap out the episode, we are going to go through three days, kind of the three biggest things that I see keeping people stuck in this cycle and what they're all about, what it means to kind of overcome them and one step to take for each. So day one is going to be all about nourishing your body, learning the eating foundations that your body is begging you for to really overcome binge eating. Day two is going to be about freeing your mind This is about kicking that nasty inner food police voice to the curb so you can actually chill out around food. And day three is going to be about honoring your emotions. Really, truly, we cannot have a solid binge prevention plan without being solid and, you know, in tune with our emotions as well. So, all of these things together, you know, it's actually quite cool if you've taken the free quiz, my free binge eating quiz. That quiz shows you, you know, which main area or which main struggle that's keeping you stuck or blocked from getting towards food freedom. If you take the quiz, it's going to show you which of these three days is kind of like your biggest thing to focus on, like what you're struggling with the most right now. But all three of these areas are equally important pieces of the puzzle to overcoming binge eating. So 
I'm very excited. It all ties together. We're going to, you know, dive into all this stuff together. And again, I'm going to give you some challenges, things to try along the way. So I can't wait. I am super excited. I also want to mention there is a special pop up uh, community that is going to be going on with the challenge, a space where we can get connected, have fun, um, ask questions, right? Like as we go. And there's going to be some special prizes along the way. So if you sign up and you, you know, get all logged in and into the community and everything, all the details of how to do that will come to you once you do sign up. Um, I will note, be sure like when you sign up to check any like spam or promotion folders or whatever, if you don't see the emails from me, just make sure sometimes that happens. And if you, if that does happen, star or mark it as important or save me to your email contacts, whatever you need to do to make sure you see the emails, because I also don't want you to miss the workshop (laughs) and I'm going to be emailing you reminders. But anyways, once you get all signed up, you'll be able to join into the group and there is going to be some extra special prizes for you along the way for participating throughout the workshop series. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited to be giving away some prizes. Um, There are things that will help you even further for free on your journey. Um, And I can't wait. I'm just so excited. And also, as you know, I want to share just to be completely open about all these things. What we're really doing here is kind of showing you into the method that I use inside of Embodied Food Freedom, my signature group coaching program. And really with this, what's going to be happening is that this workshop series is kind of like a kickoff to when I'm going to be opening the doors to applications for Embodied Food Freedom. So just so you have you know an idea of everything that's coming, the workshop series is going to be on September 5th, 6th, and 7th. So right after Labor Day, we're kicking this off. So if you're listening to this now, you're going to be able to sign up. Um, But if you're listening to this a little bit later, if we're midway through the workshop, you'll still be able to sign up and you can get in, you know, on day one or day two so that you can see and watch the replays. Don't worry, you can do that. Um, If you're happening to listen to this later than that, know that you you know won't be able to get into the workshop because it's not something that I'm going to leave up forever. So just keep your eye out if I'm going to do something like this in the future. I don't know, but if you are listening to this around that time, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you to kind of dive in, and then on. September 7th, at the end of the workshop, we're going to be opening doors to apply for Embodied Food Freedom. And even if you don't join, you know, the workshop, like if you do join the workshop, you're going to get some special bonuses. I will say that too. (laughs) But if you don't join the workshop, you're still going to be able to apply for Embodied Food Freedom. Um, But the door is open to that on September 7th and the doors will close on September 14th. So just some things to look out for if you're really wanting to further your journey and really dive into improving your relationship with food finally and and giving up this fight against your body that you've probably been experiencing for years, now's the time. I'm excited for all of this to come. I feel like the fall and moving into September is just an element of like fresh energy, kind of like a new year, but not really. And it is a lovely time to work on yourself and finally take the action to improve your relationship with food. So whether you know, you sign up for the three-day workshop um, and come join me there for free, or you get into embodied food freedom and take that investment in yourself and your relationship with food, or you just, you know, apply the things that I shared with you in today's episode. 
Either way, I am so rooting for you and I'm so excited for you to really take charge of your relationship with food and get out of your own way to get unstuck. So I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see what's to come for you and to see what kind of shifts and changes happen for you in your relationship with food. Never give up and yeah, stay in touch. Let me know how all the things are feeling. I love to hear from you anytime. Always just DM me on Instagram at the intuitive nutritionist. And I would love to chat. So until next time, keep on living intuitively you. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuitively You podcast. You can find the show notes from today's episode along with all the takeaways at theintuitivenutritionist.com slash podcast. Let's connect on Instagram. You can find me at the.intuitive.nutritionist. Be sure to share and tag me when you're listening along. And if you're loving the podcast, I would be so honored for you to go ahead and hit that subscribe or follow button and leave a review. I'm so happy you're here and learning how to better your relationship with food, your body, and yourself. Until next time, keep on living intuitively you.